let's not just get old let's just do something right it's not just you're not just supposed to get old you i i i have this thing that i i feel that every year i'm getting younger because of the knowledge and the wisdom i get i think i feel much younger every year. so so on my next birthday i will be i'm not 43 i will probably be like 41 <laughs> <laughs> hello you are listening to the late bloomer living podcast where we are reimagining and redefining what it means to be in midlife where we are gathering energy, momentum, and excitement for our next chapter via candid conversations with other midlifers about their own pivots, pitfalls, and triumphs. I'm Yvonne Marchese, your host, and I'm so happy you're here. You've probably heard it before. Follow your passion. Joseph Campbell coined the term, follow your bliss. And it's become so common that many people think it's a bunch of hooey, but... (laughs) I want to talk today about what's possible when you follow your instincts, when you follow your passion, when you don't say no, when you allow yourself to say yes, to follow a curiosity. My guest today is Chana Silva. Chana has had a successful career in technology, in the telecommunications industry, but his real passion is music. He calls himself the ultimate music fan who lives and breathes everything music. He's been a passionate music fan since he was five years old and attended close to a thousand gigs around the world and was able to meet many of his musical heroes. But during the COVID shutdown, he found himself missing the live music experience like so many of us did, right? And besides that, the community of other music fans that he loved so much. You know, he thought other friends of his might be missing the music scene too. So he started hosting Zoom calls where they could talk about music and connect. And that simple act of bringing together a community of music fans has led him down a whole new path. And now he's the host of a podcast called Chana Chana Chana. And he's not stopping there. I can't wait for you to hear his story. So without further ado, here's Chana Silva. Let's go. Hey, Chana, thank you so much for being with me today. Thank you, Yvonne, for inviting me. Oh, my goodness. This is so fun. Um, I always like to say where I met people, and you and I met in Clubhouse in this just like great community of podcasters. And um, just a shout out to... Carrie Zarb and Kim White and Pedro and uh, God, just all those people, uh, not to forget Sid Meadows, Meadows, you know, God, I could go on and on. Um, all the folks that we've come to know and love in clubhouse. Right. 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 It's, it's really, uh, it's really an exciting platform. Like I got, I got onto clubhouse probably like three months ago, um, and uh, three four months ago and someone invited me and um and then it it really grew then i i I started connecting with the podcasting community i started connecting with the music community and then i i found these amazing rooms and communities there and then i really got connected with my own uh, sri lankan communities i i'm i'm a big part of the sri lankan clubhouse community actually so 
Right. And, and you're actually following. doing a lot to help other um, people in your community start their own podcasts, right? Is that, a, am I right about that yeah. from some of the things yeah. you've talked about in the room? Right, right. I started the, this room club called podcasting in Singhala. Singhala is the language of Sri Lankan. So, uh, so I do sort of monthly podcast rooms about podcasting. So whatever I learn from the international rooms, I go and basically say that in the native language. And then I also started recording this and I'm, I'm putting this on an education platform in Sri Lanka that one of my friends started. So we, we publish that content over there. So wh whoever wants to start a podcast, whoever want to grow, you know, how to monetize, I, I sort of talk about these things. So uh, I think I've done so far like five, six episodes on that. So I, I'm continuing to do that. It's more of a monthly thing that I want to do. So I, I give something back to you know, my community back to it's my amazing. native land. So cool. And I love, you know, just to say that, that there you are, you're in the Philippines right now, right? Right. And it's 1030 at night where you are and it's 1030 in the morning where I am. And it's all because of Clubhouse because, you know, it's this international access to people, you know, meeting, I've met people and, you know, Carrie's in Australia and it's just, this is fantastic. Yeah, yeah, it, it is. And then, you know, you know, the funny thing would be like if, if it was more morning for me, like you will be in the past, I will be in the present because of the 12 hour difference. So I always keep like, oh, I'm talking to someone from the past. Like it's sort of like time travel, right? <laughs> but today I think we are today I think we are on the same day, right? <laughs> I think we are. Yeah, we must be. We must be. That's hilarious. Wow. Whoosh that whole time thing. Um, so yeah, the reason I, I, I realized I wanted to talk to you about having you as a guest on the podcast is because of something you said in one of our rooms recently, talking about going back to school to study art, his, uh, not art history, but music history, and that you were thinking of writing a book. And just very, you know, I'm, I, I was looking at you, you're just a huge music fan, right? That, that's what your podcast is about. So you started your podcast. You, what do you have, like 140-something episodes? Yeah, I think 157 so far. 157, wow. So you've been doing this. Is it a weekly show or is it, or is it, have you had it for like two years? How long has it been? So I think it's about one and a half years now. Uh, okay. So I started, I started, you know, this during the, when the pandemic started, so so the podcast is actually a result of COVID, which is a positive result. Uh, so I, I record mostly weekly. I, I, I record the weekly. I have, uh, I try to record sometimes I do like two or three four episodes a week, weekend. I normally record on the weekend. So it's about like two, three episodes or something. Last weekend, I record like five episodes. Wow. So then I have enough content to, you know, publish it. Like I, I release mostly like within five days, every five days, I would have a new episode out. So wow. that's sort of my frequency. Yeah. Wow. So, and so your podcast comes out more than once a week, clearly, right? Yes. You, yeah. You're putting it out all the time. I only do once a week. That's it for me. But wow, that is quite a schedule to keep up with. So I want to hear about your journey to, to podcasting. Right. I think I, before I talk about the podcast, I have to tell you about my sort of musical journey because uh, I started, uh, I became a fan of music. I think 
maybe four or five years old because my dad gave me this one tape and I remember listening to Elton, one of the songs of Elton John, the Nikita. So that was on that tape. It was oh. a compilation and I think I was probably five years old. So Elton that, John was your, was your, oh, I love him. He was one of my early loves as right. well. Yeah. I don't remember the other songs. It was a compilation tape. So uh, from that moment, I started, I really got into this music thing where I, I started collecting tapes. I started looking for lyrics on, you know, back in the day, there was no internet. It was all, I have to look for magazines. I have to look for papers. So that, lifestyle was a was a was a constant thing whatever i did I, I mean i i actually studied very well in school i got i did all that but music was really always consistent i was really doing that when i ever got the time i was going through tapes i was going to shops i was buying the tapes looking for tapes that that was the whole lifestyle and and um, for the last 20 years which i which is from year 2000 up to 2020 uh I've been going to concerts the whole 20 years. I think I probably went to maybe 1,000 concerts, which I don't know. I, I started documenting most of it, but there are still a lot of local shows that I don't remember. So, so all this, I've been going to concerts, and then I've been meeting, going and meeting my, like, you know, musical heroes. I, I, I met most of the people that I wanted to meet as a child. That was sort of my goal. So I, I, I did this. I traveled to other countries. I watched, I watched some concerts in Europe. I went to Australia. I, I, I mostly go to like the neighboring countries to see the shows. Right. So what happened is I always knew that I wanted to do something in music, but I didn't, I knew that I don't have the skills to actually like play the instruments and write songs, but I knew I, I wanted to do something about something related to music. That was always my uh, thing. I always felt that. So what I was doing when I was going to the concerts is I, I started recording videos of the concerts and started putting in YouTube, started writing blogs about the concerts I went and I started something called Metal Royalties Philippines, which was a, like a fan community of all the hardcore fans, like, you know, the people who goes to the front of the barrier barricade. So uh -huh. we, we had this group and we, we started doing a lot of collaborations with that and and then I, I even had a radio show where I guest hosted for some time in, in the Philippines because, because of all this, all this the, the passion about music. Then what happened is when COVID started, all these shows got canceled and I couldn't travel anymore. I couldn't meet anybody and all the shops got closed. So all these things happened. And then I, I, I really got, I really felt down when, when that happens, like, you know, it, because of that lifestyle, because I was constantly traveling, I would travel to Singapore sometimes two, three months, two, three times a month. Because like one weekend, I, the, every some there were like the cases where I was in Singapore every weekend because there were like different shows. So I would just travel, but I got really good at it because I was performing very well at work. I was really managing my time because I I had to you know I had things to do, so I have to make sure that. I utilized my time very well. So I got really good at, you know, time management and scheduling and all this because I, I, I was really good at it. But when COVID happened, it, it really, I felt that, you know, the whole world fell apart. Uh, then I thought that maybe I need to start talking to some of my friends, like, you know, uh, let's, let's see if 
if they're feeling the same same uh, you know so i i started talking to few close friends and then we talk about music some some experiences we had so that was the idea of the podcast so that's how it started so i was i just did some zoom calls with some of my friends and then i thought maybe we should record this conversations because this might be relatable to other people so we started recording started i initially i actually started putting it in youtube like because that was i felt that was more and then i then i felt that the because the conversations were longer and very insightful very de- very deep so i thought maybe it's better to put the audio as a podcast so i i then sort of converted that into a podcast then then it became a podcast and what happened is that once i started putting some of these personal episodes some of the artists reached out to me so they said i can relate to what you're saying and i would like to give an artist perspective to you on the on the things that we talk about so wow, then there were, that's, yeah, where, so that's what ha- when that happened the first time what did you do oh my gosh yeah i was actually on those calls i was just trying to avoid becoming a fanboy you know the right. <laughs> like it was uh, th- th- these were these were artists that i was really close to but it still it still was a big deal to personally talk to them like you know asking personal questions and mm-hmm. but they were really open and a lot of artists uh, because they knew that i was a genuine fan i'm doing it really for the love of it so they they gave me a chance a lot of artists actually gave me a chance to talk to them so that's how it started then then um it took about probably 6 months it took about 6 months when i suddenly got started getting requests from all these different places like from the uk from canada from south africa all these promotions and red record label they wanted to they wanted to like uh they wanted me to uh, host their like you know feature their artists on my podcast so then suddenly it became an international affair God, <laughs> and the rest that <laughs> is amazing you know and i just want to say for people for anybody listening that this is like to me such a a perfect example of you starting from a place of of some of just following your gut of following your own interest and in what you love and you took a step and you said hey guys let's get together on a zoom call with friends you know you know what these conversations that are so great let's record them you know what that's so great let's put it to youtube wait a minute maybe it's better as a podcast boom 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 it's like it's not like it just started off as a podcast and you instantly had it's not like you were going after um artists right away it was it's this thing that has evolved how amazing can you yeah. do you kind of like want to pinch yourself sometimes <laughs> yeah actually i i always say this in the clubhouse rooms that uh like a year ago one and a half year ago i was just just a regular just a music fan now people like introduce me as a podcaster like you know so it's it's really it's a good feeling like i i built something about myself which i didn't had like one uh, probably a year ago right so it's something yeah. i really built so oh my gosh i'm just uh I'm so happy for you. Um and I want to back up a little bit because your when you talked about your job and how you were like doing well at your job and managing your time so that you could go to these concerts and all that. Your job was actually is actually in the telecom industry, right? You're do and yeah. and you're doing IT. Is that oh, yeah, right? right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I want to back up a little bit. You're to to 5-year-old Chana 
and the the love of music and the and I don't did you ever play an instrument? Did you try? Yes. Uh, so uh, back yeah yeah when I was a child I I tried I I started going to like guitar classes but but I never like you know I I tried it couple of lessons then I I gave up because I was more into like you know I was more into like collecting and you know acquiring stuff and I I actually have couple of guitars so still. I mm-hmm. still buy like guitars and stuff as well because I'm like huge fan of that. But 2017, one of my friends challenged me that uh, if you love music so much, why why don't you try performing live? Like, so what I did, I I actually went to a guitar class and uh, I learned. I did like six lessons. I think it was like six weeks. I did six lessons. and then i actually performed live one song so i have a Woo! video of that and which i am really proud of because i was able to play that after six lessons and but i did practice like every day the the same song and you know the same song i played was highway to hell acdc uh-huh. uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> my gosh wow and so so at some point like you you clearly decided well i'm not a performer back in the day right and you, and you right. you you got into IT and you followed a path of of doing of doing the work that was going to pay your bills and all that right right was it ever a passion going down that path yeah actually so uh i actually studied to become a become a doctor i did, i actually studied biology right really yeah so the way that it works in sri lanka is that you have to have certain number of marks because the universities are government owned universities right so you have to have a certain number of marks so i i studied biology and i think i i i i pass all the subjects but i i i didn't have the enough marks to go to become a doctor right so mm-hmm. so the options were that i i could go and become maybe a bio bio you know like a lab person or something like that that or do something but i felt that this was a this was a very conscious decision i took because my parents uh they they worked their whole life and they worked in the middle east uh, they went to middle east uh, when i when i was a child they worked there as foreign workers you know my mom and dad and mm-hmm. then the only thing they wanted to do was to just give me education and you know that was their main goal they didn't have like other goals like right. and so so they spent for all the education that i thought that at that point um, i don't think i want my parents to spend for me anymore because i think they have done enough because i was i think that that time i was probably like 19 years old 18 years old mm-hmm. so so i decided that maybe it's time for me to really quit this you know education and try to work so i started looking for work and at that time i thought maybe for work it will be better if i knew about computers so i i i went and learn uh, i took a diploma in like basic computing it's a diploma in computer studies that's what i started and uh, and then parallelly i started working i started actually as a telephone operator that was my first job so mm-hmm. and and it's ironic that i'm actually working in telecom industry now but i started as a telecom operator and i did that for like 3 months and then um, then once i completed my diploma i actually got some prospects of you know working for an it company so i started as a qa engineer and all this but 
eventually you know along the way i i took all the opportunities i i never said no to anything any challenge that i got i always said okay yes i will do it i will try and that's the that's why so i've been in the industry now for like 22 years um and uh, i'm working for one of the leading companies now and doing all the major projects like in 5g and stuff like that which i don't really talk about much in the clubhouse and there but that's that's basically what i do i'm behind all this artificial intelligence and 5g stuff so wow wow that's amazing and then and i love that you say that you never say no to to opportunities and that's so clearly that so clearly plays into what's happening for you now around the passion for music that you have is yeah. you're just following the next step that seems to be in front of you that seems to be oh let's do this now let's try that now um how amazing what what a great lesson for other people yeah and and it's uh, it's always what i feel is it's it's nothing wrong trying and failing at least you try so uh, when i did the podcasting i i learned myself right how to how to do the podcast how to upload it how to you know create all this and how to promote everything i'm learning so there's no point of i mean y- you can at least try and nobody's going to say anything if you if you just try it right and yeah. it fails yeah. it fails you do something else And you know it but what strikes me right now when you're talking about that is that you already had this IT background so the technology for you was not I'm going to guess it was not a stumbling point that you were comfortable enough to go in and figure that out for yourself because you have a certain amount of facility around tech right yeah kind of you know it, it was more, it was just more of a stumbling point for me I don't know where I'm going with this <laughs> right i i think the technology side yes because i could i i had that ability to just learn read something and then understand and you know how to do it that that was that was and and one more thing that i really took from my job to the podcasting is about you know um because i i speak to customers a lot so i speak to customers a lot so this communication thing happens a lot more more in on the job and so i brought that that sort of principles and practices into my podcast when i organized the podcast outlines and i know how to you know how to bring uh, you know because in 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 the industry i am it's it's always very challenging and always you know you have to sell something you know in a way that you have to buy in your buy in from the customer so mm. you learn to how to do that so in a nice way how to negotiate so so i i took some of that and i took that to the table on podcast and uh, and then i took a lot of stuff from the from my favorite like tvs and movies how to bring a story and you know where to place that you know if i if i'm talking to you i i i i find i find what thing what's interesting about you and i know where to place that in the in the story where i should bring it up so i i i kind of like both that those practices and i took some of those agile principles i was working the way i actually organized my podcast as i said the scheduling and uh, how i release i sort of do i i i do that i brought that sort of project management type of thing into my practice of my podcasting which uh, i think which really helped yeah I, and i think we can all take 
a, a lesson from that, I think is where I was going with it is that we all have something that is, is in our background by the time we get to midlife, where we have some experience in some parts of our life that we can bring forward into a new project, into a new passion project. And there's, there's going to be the stuff we have to learn. And there's going to be the stuff that we can kind of naturally bring to it because we already have that skill and that talent, Um, which makes me wonder, was there anything that, is there anything that's been a challenge for you where you've kind of come up against a wall and thought, Oh man, I, how do I do this? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I had actually. I, I, I laugh when I, when I look at my older, older, like you know, the first like early episodes. I actually laugh. Sometimes I'm kind of struggling and I'm stuttering, or I, I would say, ah, 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 ah you know, those ahs and all these. Uh, there's a lot of those in the first episodes, but, but what I did was I actually when I. Early in the episodes, I actually record and then I would I would listen to the whole thing. I would watch the whole thing. I will see what I was doing, my body language and the what I was saying. I was kind of struggling, especially with, you know, coming up with creative ways to introduce a guest or, you know, it, that was always the kind of a struggle because that that's where I I even writing the show notes. I kind of sometimes struggle with it, what to write about. Because that's that creative part is not probably what I don't what I didn't really have to build up. So I did, but I found ways. I uh, as I think what you were saying, like I I I I I did. I started doing very short introductions instead of like you know so that I don't have to deal with it. Uh, but it worked because people were not people. I think were interested more in the conversation than hearing about the guest because then they knew. Most of the time they listen to the podcast because they know the guest who's coming on, right? So they're, they're mm-hmm. interested of that, what that person has to say. What have you learned about yourself since you started down this new path? Uh, I always thought that, you know, those personality types thing, like introverts, extroverts. So I, 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 I thought that I was an introvert because I was, even at work, I, I would hardly talk to somebody new. I'm very, I would talk to someone I know very intimately and I have, I will have a very intimate relationships with them, but meeting somebody new, it was always a challenge. I, 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 di- I didn't have that skills of, you know, those small talk, which was, I really struggled with the small talk, but now I think doing the podcast, I found ways to improve that. And I think I'm, <laughs> I'm quite good with the small talk now with the, <laughs> after I started the podcast. <laughs> Yeah, that's terrific. Wow. Yeah. So one thing that I, you know, on, on this podcasting earlier, it was more of like talking about fun stuff, like, you know, about concerts, shows, what music they're putting out. But down the line, it became a little bit more serious or a little bit more personal because we were talking about sometimes the mental health. We were talking about the struggles they had. I had guests that had publicly had some problem, like, you know, some some incident they faced through some or some controversy which I which I which I talked in the podcast with them and try to get their side of things and they try to explain what's happening and wow. all this uh, and then also about we, we sometimes touch on this about the cancel culture and what's happening all this you know sort of the you know what's happening with Facebook and all that so sometimes we I, I do those hard conversations but 
but I, I think I learned how to do these things now through the podcast. Yeah. You know, before we started recording, you and I were talking a little bit about, um, I guess where I, what, what I just uh, started to think about was the, the wide breadth of people that you've interviewed on your podcast. I mean, uh, you told me, you, you know, I clearly you're a heavy metal fan from when I look at some of the, the people that are, that have been on the podcast, but it, it really is kind of all over the map for you. Right. I mean, Elton John was your first clue right. in and you're from Sri Lanka, but what you were telling me earlier that you weren't really into the music of that you that was in your culture that you were more into to this other music but now in midlife you're kind of starting to get an appreciation for what you grew up with and what was around you yeah so so the local local sri lankan music was always there like it was on tv it was on radio my the my mom and dad they played that songs at home right so I never appreciated it that those days. I knew all the songs, I knew all the artists, but I never appreciated it because I was always following maybe Metallica or Guns N' Roses or something like that. So I was always about that, right? But what happened is um, I, uh, once I started op- listening to more and more music and I, I started appreciating some of these songs because I, I think I, I got exposed to more genres on the different genres of the world, like the world music. Then I could relate that some of these genres actually, isn't it that the same type of music that I had in Sri Lanka? Like, mm. which, which, so, so I could relate them. And then, and I think one more thing, Yvonne, I think the, the reason that I started appreciating them is actually started also with the Philippines because um, when I started going to the concert, uh, I would go to meet and greet. So the VIPs and meet and greets, I would meet this international artist. One thing that I, I, I was so, I became sort of a humble person because of that. I started meeting all my, uh, you know, heroes. Uh, and what I started doing is I started respecting also the local artists here. I, mm. sa- I gave them the same respect I would give to an international artist. If I go to a show, of a local artist, I would act the same way if I go to an international artist. So I didn't, I didn't, uh, you know, act differently. So I started giving them the same respect. Then I, then I, then I think that sort of translated that I started appreciating the artists that I had in Sri Lanka. So uh, I started looking up for this music. I started collecting some of them. I started asking my friends. So I went on internet and tried to buy stuff. And I think I, uh, I'm really proud because I think I, I'm one of the Sri Lankan collectors now that have like most of those uh, collection because one thing that happening in Sri Lankan music is the, the old records and the tapes and stuff is like it's, it's gone. A lot of people didn't preserve them. Mm. So I, I started actually sort of preserving and I, I actually started building a good collection of Sri Lankan music. So uh, so it's really good that when I do clubhouse rooms about Sri Lankan music, I can actually go and talk about it now. Really cool stuff. I'm hearing now through you talking about your new appreciation for the local music, this new interest in music history and how that is leading you down that path that you are saying yes to now. I want to hear a little bit more about, about what's taking you down your new path. 
Right. So, um, <clears throat> yeah. So I, I was, I, I, the unique thing about me is that I wasn't just a person who just listened to the music and, and then just moves on. I would listen to it and then I would go and research about the artist. I would try to find what, like, what was the song about. And uh, so I would always know a lot about a, some about an artist or a song than a regular person because that was that's kind of my thing. So I always, uh, whenever I listen to an album, uh, I I go and search in like in at least go to Wikipedia and try to go through it. Who wrote the songs? Who did the music? And what are the, all these connections? How it get connected to somebody, right? So so that interest was always there, and. Um, about the music history, there are two things that I was really got interested. One is the um, the things like Woodstock and Beatles that, you know, the all the 60s, 70s era, mm-hmm. and especially like Johnny Cash and all these all these things, how 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 rich the music was back then and how 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 impactful that was on the lifestyle. So one thing happened in, in the podcast is I interviewed somebody who played on the first Woodstock. So that was one of my guests. So he's called Muruga Brooker. He was, he was, he played for Tim Hardin on the Woodstock festival on the first day. Wow. So when I talked to him about it and when he explained to me about everything that happened on that Woodstock festival. And so that was really, I mean, that's where I kind of like found the purpose because I was sharing this uh, stories that wasn't told before. And, uh, and now it's in my podcast. There's, there's an account about what happened on the first day of Woodstock on my podcast. Right. So that's incredible. That's one, yeah. And then I started uh, talking to some of the Sri Lankan artists who, who, who were like famous in the eighties or seventies. Right. So, so these artists, uh they never had a they never had an interview on in the internet they don't have anything on the internet about them other than the podcast they did with me so so because of that i started talking to a lot of them and i started taking their stories and putting it as a podcast so so at least i'm preserving part of that history that they're sharing about the 70s or the 60s right so that's where i kind of got more interest about the history itself so then i wanted um this really led to me because when i joined clubhouse a lot of people were asking me to come and talk on the rooms about maybe about the 70s music in sri lanka or maybe about johnny cash or something like that so so i felt that maybe i know a lot of things maybe it's time for me to get this uh, maybe learn this the right way maybe there are a lot of things that i don't know or maybe i miss so maybe i think i should consider going and learning the the history properly uh, and so that's why i actually decided i think i need to get formal education on the music history and uh, and that's where the aspiration started that i want to become a music music historian not just a podcaster mm, i love it oh my gosh my mind is kind of blowing up right now because, you know, we haven't necessarily been talking about aging, you know, in midlife, but what I'm seeing in you is that you're just getting going, you know, 
and I don't know if you're comfortable with me asking how old you are. If yeah, you are. I'm yeah, I'm turning 43 this month. Yep. Yeah. There you go. And 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 I have a theory that when we what you're doing is you you you've been constantly putting yourself in the position of being a beginner. You began like this Zoom thing, the YouTube thing, the podcast thing, the now, you know, it, it's this morphing and, and you're just following along. And now it's like music history, going back and becoming a student, which I think a lot of people hold themselves back from doing as they get older. Because I, I think, and I have a theory that as we get older, we feel the need to look like we have it all together. Like we already know that we're already experts that, that, that we should be because, because of our age. Um, and I think that there's this youthfulness and energy that you get when you put yourself in the position of being a beginner and, and letting yourself fall into that uncomfortable space. Do you feel at all uncomfortable about it? You seem so comfortable with it all. I've just got to say. <laughs> um, maybe, maybe a little bit in the beginning when I'm starting something, but, uh, but I, I, I kind of get comfortable quite, quite easy. <laughs> um, you just, I'm so impressed with your ability to just kind of dive into things. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. This happens a lot, like, especially like in clubhouse, like people would ask me to come on certain rooms and talk about certain things that, but I always do is I only talk about what I feel and what I experience. So, so it's genuine and I only talk about how I feel and how I experience something about a song or about a music, even, even music, how I experience it, what I remember about it. Yeah. So I have, I'm going to take a complete left turn here. Um, we're t I, I'm, I just looked at the time. Oh my goodness. Well, um, but the left, I'm going to take the left turn anyway. <laughs> right. I read a, a blog post of yours um, talking about meditation when did you come into the practice of meditation? Was that early on or later, later for you? Um, I, I was always interested uh, about, you know, spirituality. And I, I was on that, like looking for the truth thing. When I was like a teenager, I, I, I went to all the, I did all the Bible studies. I, I went and joined all these different Christian groups and, and I, I actually went and joined some of these meditation groups. But all of that was more of a casual thing just for the interest of doing it. Mm -hmm. But what happened is this is actually when, when the pandemic happened. Uh, as I said, one of the experiences that I felt was I was kind of depressed with all this change and I have to get stuck in the house. Right? So I came across actually our company that I was working during that time they gave us this opportunity to talk to Deepak Chopra on a Zoom call wow. and so yeah it, it's it's it just happened wow. and uh, so so he he sort of introduced I, I I did that and then I was so inspired from like talking to him personally on on a call right so so I uh, I started joining his meditation courses so and um, when I joined the medit, I did that like the twenty-one day course, the first mm -hmm. one, and um, and then my wife also joined with me on the first day itself. She said, "Okay, I will try with you." 
and then we we completed one round of that and and then and then i thought there was another one maybe i should try that again maybe do it again then this time i even invited my son to join so we did as a family and then this became oh, a practice nice. during the, especially during the pandemic this became our sort of uh, like family thing where we do every night we will just meditate together for 30 minutes we'll do the all this program so we did that maybe 6 7 times already the 21 day meditation keep on doing it yeah. and and then one of my friends who was who was actually a guest on my podcast because he's a music fan so we one of my friends we talked uh he saw that the interest that i was having on the meditations so he offered me a free yoga class because he's a yoga teacher so he he gave me few lessons free lessons and said why don't you try try yoga as well then um so i kept i did the free lessons then i signed up with him and then i'm doing uh you know i do maybe two times a week i do also yoga as well so both yoga and spirit the yoga and uh, uh meditation has become a very big part of my life actually now it's 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 part of the lifestyle already and um and i think the meditation really helped uh for me to navigate through the pandemic and also um take some you know decisions that i had to take um one thing that actually happened in the pandemic i, I know in the tech industry the what what happened is when when pandemic happened other lot of other people didn't have work to do but what happened to the tech workers is they got you know their workload just expanded wow. like we were right. working like 13 hours 14 hours sometimes it was just meetings for 13 hours like it wow. it happened came to that when and um, so i have to find a way to deal with with that situation so i think the meditation was really the really how i actually navigated through that hard period especially the mid 2020s yeah it was huge for me too um you know it, it, meditation has been something i dabbled in in starting in my 20s probably and but it was very uh sporadic you know i do a little bit and it feel i would think oh this is great i should do this more but then i i'd lose the thread and um about the time i was 48 is when i i i really was having some concentration issues and and some you know just i just realized that i really needed to handle my stuff you know and finding meditation and so daily meditation and daily yoga for me has been a completely transformative thing and there are day i'm just going to say right now there are days when you know i meditate and it you know it wasn't a i'm going to put it in quotes a good meditation day you know there there <laughs> day right do you find that like you sit down and you've got the good meditation days where you feel all floaty and relaxed and you know it it gets you to that new zone and you kind of forget about your body sometimes and, and then there's the days where your mind is just stuck on that thing and it just <laughs> you, you know you can't let go of yeah. it but but nonetheless because i do it every day i know it's helping i know that even on the days when you know i may i may still feel bad that day or i may still i, I can't imagine if i wasn't doing it how how i would have felt getting through last year Whew. yeah yeah i i i can relate to what you said like uh 
I would sometimes experience certain things when I do meditation. Then next day I want to have the same experience. But right when you when you have expectation, it never it's 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 not going to be successful anymore. It's right? true. <laughs> it's you just have to let go of things, you know, and it, which is great. Like that that's what I'm oh, more and more as I you know as I do it, I'm like let go, let go, let go of the expectations. Right. You know, um, and I. And I think you've done that a bit. Like, it seems like you jumped into this podcast and the whole journey you're on right now. I love that it seems to me like you're doing this without expectations, that you're doing it because you you feel like doing it. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. It's very I mean, cool. I, I, just, I just take the opportunity, like, because the podcasting, a lot of, I I hear the word like you know you have to mo- you have to monetize and all these podcast rooms but I think I my driver is not really the monetization like I do it because I want to do it and I want to talk to people and uh, but it gave me a lot of opportunities as well I I started writing articles about certain so people would invite me to join certain magazines write write articles to them because of my sort of what what I'm doing in the podcast I even got featured on a couple of music videos because of the podcast, because some of the guests <laughs> wanted me to come and join their music videos. So I did some, some music videos. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, you've got a great look. You got that, you got rocking that beard and you got, I wish everybody could see you, but they'll see the photo that you sent, which is awesome. I mean, and I love the cover art on your podcast too. Totally, totally badass looking. I'm just going to say. <laughs> You know the so 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 the beard thing started because you know it was pandemic so we were not going to office so I I did I stopped. Did you I not have a beard before the pandemic? No, I didn't have. I Holy started. Junk, I, Chana, you I, got a you got a wicked beard. That's impressive <laughs> for that amount of time. Oh. And then and then I I I sent the picture to my friend uh, to do the artwork. So he did the artwork. Then then I got obligated i i think i need to keep the beard because the artwork is like with the beard like it, it's part of the artwork so it's part of the brand so i have to keep the beard and um i just kept it and i felt okay maybe i think i i think from now onwards i'm going to have a beard it's awesome <laughs> it's awesome so you have been boy talk about reinvention right that's like that's right. like the outward physical manifestation of everything that you're of the that you've done in the past year and a half or so. That's awesome. Oh yeah. my goodness. <laughs> I could talk to you forever, Jana. This is awesome. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much for, for sharing your story with me and for your time. And uh, I'm so excited to see where you go. Is there anything else that you, where, where can people find you? First of all, let's put that out in the world and I'll put it in the show notes as well, of course. Yeah. So uh, I have a website. Uh, called channa channa channa.com so that has all the all the links and links to the articles and all the podcast links but you can search the you can have see the podcast on spotify and apple and all the platforms just search for channa 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 and also i have a youtube channel which is also channa 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 channel and i'm i'm quite active in instagram uh, as well so um I think it's Chana 3X uh, on Instagram. Uh, and I'm, I'm quite active on Clubhouse. So if, you, if you're if you on Clubhouse, you can 
reach out to me in Clubhouse. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. I'm going to have to watch for your rooms and, and uh, that'll be great. Cool. Thanks again. Thank you. Thank you everyone for inviting me. And I really appreciate what you're doing and putting up all these stories of people who are reinventing themselves in, and um, not what I love about what you do is like a lot of these people that I listen to some of the, what you, what you episodes you've done. Um, let's not just get old. Let's just, do something right it's not just you're not just supposed to get old you I, I i have this thing that i i feel that every year i'm getting younger because of the knowledge and the wisdom i get i think i feel much younger every year so so on my next birthday i will be i'm not 43 i will probably be like 41 <laughs> <laughs> well there you have it Chana was so fun to talk to. I, I love that he's letting himself explore his passion for music and letting the path unfold. He, he's not forcing it. He's just taking the next right step for him. And look where it's brought him so far. I can't wait to see what's next for him. Okay, so here's my challenge for you this week. Just say yes. Keep your heart open and an ear to the ground for something to do that would tickle you. Something that seems interesting and fun and just say yes. Don't hesitate. Take some small action before you talk yourself out of it. (laughs) I'm going to try it myself. Hey, speaking of which. Did you know that I created a free guide for you designed to help you start taking the steps towards your next act? It's a workbook called Five Steps to Your Midlife Reboot. Um, It's an email series with some ideas and practical exercises that you can use over the course of several weeks to get past feeling stuck. You can do them at your own pace as they'll be waiting for you in your inbox when you're ready for the next step. You can find the link to sign up for it in the show notes along with information about how to listen to Chana's podcast and follow him on social media. You can just go to latebloomerliving.com forward slash podcast and click on the show notes for episode 81. Thanks so much for listening. I hope you have a fantastic week. Stay safe and well. Talk soon.